You're listening to a Time Machine podcast. Old movie Time Machine. An adventure through time and or space. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Old Movie Time Machine. This is the show in which we use color motion picture films made in the old US of A between the years of 1945 and 1965 as windows into the past. We throw the windows open, we climb through the window, and we investigate this incredible world beyond the window and the people living in it. And while we do this, we're going to be asking some critical questions, such as these people that we're seeing in the world beyond the window. Who are these people? What are their habits? How are they treating each other? What decisions are they making and why? And also, of course, the most important part, what are they wearing and what do their living rooms look like? And then at the end of the show, we come back through the window to modern times and we ask the ultimate vital question on behalf of all of humanity here in the early 21st century, which is, hey, guys, guys. This movie that we just watched, we climbed through the window, we pressed play, we climbed through the window open, we went through there, we examined it, we lived there, we we hung out with these people. Are we going to keep watching this thing? I mean, what the fuck are we doing here? Uh, do we like this? Do we not like this? Is there anything of value worth preserving here? Does this give us any insight into the time and place that we were investigating? We will find out. I'm your host, by the way, through time and or space, Justin Zeppa, joined as ever by my international panel of experts at being human in the early 21st century. And also, I shouldn't neglect to say it, they need to hear it. The smartest people that I know. Starting on my right, we're at her house, Catherine's Cat Corner. Catherine Sherlock is in her house. Welcome, Catherine. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Oh, to thank your- you for being here. Well- <laughs> Hey, it's a in pleasure. Thank you for unlocking the door and letting me bring <laughs> I all could of have these wires all the lights in. out yeah. and pretended I wasn't in. You could but. have. You could have, but she didn't. And, and I appreciate it. Don't think I don't. And to your right, who's your buddy there? Oh, Solon. Just a little kitty cat named Solon who's got little cat, little triangular cat ear headphones. Yeah, he heard his name. He's oh, he's yeah. listening. He watched this movie. He's got a lot oh, of. Look at the I think he might have slept through it actually. But. Oh really? Well, he wouldn't be the only. Wouldn't have been the table though. Anyone maybe? <laughs> he is here. He is. He's with us. Yeah, yeah. He's mm. a chair pulled up at the table. And to the cat's right, you know her. You love her. You need her on a weekly basis. She is the one, the only, the singular, Shrishma Nike. Welcome back to the program, Shrishi Boo. Hi. Hi. Great to see you. How's it going? Uh, things are going pretty well. Catherine unlocked the door and That's allowed true. us to plug all this crap in. Yes. So things swimmingly so going far. Going well so yes. far. Yes. And to your right, and also across the Atlantic Ocean, the old briny, she's on the east coast of the United States of America. She is my sister. She is your sister. She is the world's sister. Sister? No, that's Tia and Tamara Mori. <laughs> this is the one and only Carolyn Nowrose. Hey, sis. Hey there. Welcome back to the show. Thank you oh, for joining us at Catherine's it's, house. It's my pleasure. And Catherine, thanks for turning on the internet, too, so Carolyn can join us. No, Appreciate great. that. Yeah, yeah. We crank it up every now and then. You guys, we have a mandate today. <laughs> We're going to burn through this movie. We're watching 1961's Come September. 
starring Rock Hudson and Gina Lola Brigia and Sandra D and unfortunately Bobby Darren. Uh, Joan is my mate. We watched this movie. You know, you think with a lineup like that in an exotic locale, because lest we forget, this is the final week of our Americans in Love Abroad month. Maybe that's the name of what we're talking about. Maybe. 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 We have 11 more months before we swing back to this. So we can we can workshop it in that time. But it's February. It is a time of romance. I mean, seated at this table right here. Uh, it's packed with diehard romantics. <laughs> we love it. We love falling in love. We love love. I'm in love with love right now, personally. Me and love have been dating for, you know, I don't know, for a little while now. That's a great movie to pick if you want to, if you love love. Which one? This one. Come September? Right. Oh, you think so? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get into it. Here we are. We are landing a classic mid-century airplane. I mean, guys, you know how much I love the cars, right? For I've gathered a few for our museum, the boom room. Um but the mid-century airplanes, just as good, if not better. I mean, I think this plane is great. Nice looking mm-hmm. planes. And inside of it, this is a cargo plane, international cargo plane. And we get the opening titles and the come September theme rolling out over this as we watch the plane land. And then it opens up its cargo hatch and out rolls, out rolls a fantastic mm-hmm. Rolls Royce. It's the a cargo hatch in its nose. I think that's so great. Um, yes. Very cool. Yes, definitely. It could be a, a little character like Thomas the Tank Engine, but he's a cargo mm-hmm. plane. Um, Carl Vomiting out a car. Yeah. And it's a gorgeous Rolls Royce. It's a mommy plane giving birth to a baby car. Carol, I have to talk about this car. Hold on. <laughs> it's a gorgeous Rolls Royce Silver Cloud 2 Drophead Coupe. Wow. I looked it up at Internet Movie Car Database. Everybody check it out. Bookmark it. Save it for yourself. You'll appreciate it. Um, and this thing rolls out, and then we've got a whole team here um, with uh, – they've got Talbot written on the back of their jumpsuits. The plane is a Talbot plane. This is a monogrammed car. It says RLT, so we know it belongs to a Talbot. And we watch it as it's driven through the streets of Milano. And it goes all the way to an office building. On the way, though, did you notice? It was checked out by every woman. Every woman. Yes. 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 Seemed to recognize it. Seemed to recognize it. Oh, that's interesting. I thought they were just like, look at that car. No, I think they knew whose car it was. They knew it was him. They may even have had a ride in it. Oh, interesting. See, now this adds an entirely new, you've just, with that one sentence, Catherine, you've made this a better film. Because if we got the sense that he was some kind of playboy, maybe more interesting. I mean, I can't. I can't say for sure. I thought that's what they were hinting at with the car because, I mean, look, I think many, many people love a good car, but yeah. I feel like this one seemed very notorious and the women look at it mm. knowingly. Okay. Yes. They were, re- they were reacting to it because they, yeah, they like, had experience in the Okay. Well, very interesting. Mm. I just thought they thought maybe it was the a most nice interesting car. point we'll, we'll <laughs> make this evening. I mean, the only reason that I question this idea is the fact that again, Rock Hudson is playing a rather. I mean, for as horny as he is in this movie, he remains fairly sexless, right? Like he, he cocks blocks himself. He's dry. He he, he is dry. <laughs> he looks good though. <laughs> 
He he's just a whiny, whiny whiner. Yes, he is. But he looks good. Just shh, yeah. But he was drawing rock. in that meeting. He was drawing a second lady. He was like in a oh, meeting. That's right. I, I guess I just don't believe it. I, I don't no, know. No, 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 no. It, it isn't there. I mean, it's it's all fabrication. Uh, so. We follow this car. It goes to an office building in Milan where we join a business meeting already in progress. And we were talking about the ashtray display at our oh, beautiful wow. mid-century museum. Oof. This is what I'm talking about as far as how we line this up here. That's strategic. We are looking at the a, hall of ashtrays. <laughs> a very long, beautiful wooden table here that has no fewer than 10 ashtrays for... There are uh, 14 people in this room. That's a pretty good ratio. I mean, there's a mm -hmm. very good chance if you're smoking and you just put your hand out without looking and kind of flick the end of it. That and ash I count is at least one. one, two, three, maybe uh, three cigars and one cigarette. In the ashtrays or? Oh, oh five. In hand? Okay. Yeah. So I'm saying in hand. Yep. In hand. Yep. We've got uh, the the this gentleman is holding a cigarette. Yes, where you just were. Two. This guy, but next to him in the white jacket, go up one. He's the, got some kind of. This guy here. This guy here. Yeah, look what's in his hand. Is that this right here? Glasses or no? Is I mean, that a, a cigarette? We're all smoking or? here. It's either it's it's either a cigarette or a <laughs> pen, right? And nobody's. Well, this guy's book is open. He might be writing. This guy's writing. He's right-handed too, by the way. You are. <laughs> This is the best part of the show, the visual Cigar. aspect to our audio program. Um, but we see this guy. His name is Robert Talbot, played by Rock Hudson. Very fussy man, baby, as already noted. And he is negotiating with this group of smoking Italians. And uh, while he does that, he sketches this naked lady, Catherine, as you pointed out. And he's obviously a wealthy man of business. And the owner of that fabulous Silver Cloud 2 that just rolled up outside. He is ready to go, though. He wants this business meeting to be over because he's up for a little holiday time. Mm -hmm. And here's the deal, you guys. We, you know, the, the title of this movie is Come September. But I'll tell you what. This movie takes place in July. Right. How? How? What is happening? Well, it turns out we find out that this guy, Robert Talbot, always goes to the coast for a little holiday in September, but he just can't wait anymore. He's got to get out of the rat race right now, making his billions. So he ends up chatting with Lisa, played by Gina Lola Bridget, and he is very excited to be talking with her. They have a little uh, on-again, off-again romance, like a yearly romance. He hasn't seen her in 10 months, he says at one point, but she's very excited to see him. And she's about to get married. She's having this phone conversation in a wedding dress. Well, that's I was just about to say she is about okay. to get married to a man named Spencer. Well, and, mm, that's not going to work. Well, an English well, man. Who's well, what, even drier. Yeah, well, that's true. If that's possible. Yeah. So, uh, Catherine is our local English expert. What breed of English man is this? Spencer. Um, he very. Um, I don't know. He, he's a good egg, I think. He was probably in the war. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So but, he's, he's um, real stiff upper lip. His sisters are even stiffer lipped. Yes. So we, we meet Spencer <laughs> and we meet his sisters. All of, you know, they've have, they have come down for the wedding that's supposed to happen with Lisa here. But Lisa is is ready to roll. She's like, yeah, but I got Rock Hudson on the line here. and He's hot. You know. 
he's, he might take a shirt off later and we always hang out on the coast and the Spencer guy, he's really nice. He's he really into me, but I kind of go back to the Talbot action, you know? Oh, so what happens on this phone call though, is we get a little bit of the classic pillow talk split right. screen action That's here. True. And again, she's her wedding dress. I mean, she's got a full like on tiara. On her head. That's yes. exactly what I was about to say. It is massive. It looks like <laughs> it's these. Like it's look, a three three tiered wedding cake on top of her head. These look like fireworks sparklers. You know, like this. She could go off at any moment. And anyway, they're very they're very horny for each other and very excited. And Lisa's sort of like, oh my god, I got to ditch this Spencer guy. If any man, I can I just enter into here because he says, "Say my name again, okay? Say my name again, Robert." Right, exactly. If any man asked me to keep saying his name, I'd be, "Are you deaf? I don't repeat myself." (laughs) It is a bit. It's always a little strange when somebody uses your name, isn't it? Do you guys feel like that? I'm just saying. When I have to repeat myself, I'm super annoyed. Roberta. Well, Carolyn, I'm really glad to hear that because sometimes I feel I'm the only one. Because I get really irritated and I was like, I just don't like repeating myself. And then like, I'll be at work and I I just said it. Like I literally (laughs) just said it. (laughs) Don't ever have children because, oh my God, the amount of times you have to repeat yourself. But I also like, I mean, my husband's like, what? Huh? What? And I'm like, my mom, like, dude, like, mm-hmm. I hate it. So this, if someone was like trying to make love to me by saying, say, say my, my name, name again, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> we're done. And we're done. I'm Did you not get it out. the uh, first time around guy? You get one time and that's it. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't have time for this bullshit. I did want to look at Lisa's room here that she's in as she prepares for her glorious wedding. That's not about to happen. Uh, it's There's just so much Italian bric-a-brac that's just around we've again we've got these you know we've seen this in the past these incredible palatial spaces that are going to fill up our widescreen cinema scope and everything and what do you do with these big spaces we well, got to put a bunch of shit Chachis. in them right you got to charge exactly right this is the objet we talk about so we've got you know some kind of like glass sculptures back here of some kind of as the shitty swan we've got uh this could be an egg timer maybe we've got a fireplace mantle bolstered by uh, I mean, isn't Italy known for its glass? Am I wrong about that? Like, yeah, it is. Yes. yes. Right, right. It yeah, features okay. prominently right. in a Bond film, I believe. Maybe yes, the smashing Mo- up Moonraker? Yeah, Possibly? Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it was. Also, I'm pretty sure there's an entire episode of The Sopranos where the Gentiles are making fun of the Italians for their love of Murano glass. Oh, mm. uh, okay. Dr. Melfi's like, I happen to like Murano. <laughs> Well, we've got these two parapetting uh, Etruscan men with uh, balancing the fireplace mantle and all these glorious, this glorious obelisk thing that's just Shaw. there. It's just obelisk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, you could say that. <laughs> um, and you know, just we so, never see this woman again after this scene. This woman here, way. yeah, we do not, we do not. Uh, but she's <laughs> never, just never even. She's just the helper. She's the wedding helper. Clearly, she cancels her plans. Yes, she so she catches up Spencer. with Spencer at a cafe, um, and he, you know, his sisters roll into town, and he's all excited because you know, like I'm, I'm marrying a foreigner and everything. This is a very big deal, and she's just not into the cold England thing. When she talks about, it. she's just like, I don't want to go to England. It's cold and shitty. I live in Italy. Why would I ever leave here? 
Why did she say yes to him then? What a dum-dum. Well, he probably was nice to her. He you was know. nice to her and he asked. Yeah. He was consistent. Well, as opposed uh-huh. to this, this guy shows up other bloke for one month a year. One well, month a year she for the should last have, six well, didn't years. she think about having to move to London before she said yes to him? Can I tell you the things that think people was, don't think of before they make these decisions? It's fair. quite a few a things that fair. to anyone else, they're like, very fair why, why didn't, and I'm talking grown ass adults making yeah. these decisions. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you, Carolyn. I hear you. Okay. But saying. also, I feel like she was kind of just using that as an excuse too. So she didn't have to say like, I'm, well, I'm boinking this other guy, this businessman. So uh, I got Three boinks and I'm boinking. Oh, wait, that was last week. <laughs> All right, so he hops in his old Rolls Royce and he starts driving to his coastal house. And while he's on the road, he gets caught behind this creaky yellow Jeep filled with early 20-something American young white men led by the dripping, melted candle figure of Bobby Darren. And we're back. Joan is my maid. This guy from That Funny Feeling. Oh, okay. I didn't watch this one. Yeah, you weren't here for that. This was a, a Brindis episode, and she would tell you, uh, above all else, don't ever forget. It stinks! Long eyeballs. Because that's the performance that we're getting from Bobby Darren forever. And I just wanted to remind everybody that he was a singer, like a very good singer. Mm. Do you want to taste Sure. Just a, just a little bit. Just a, Ooh, just one you gotta pick. Just a little bit. I'm gonna play a little bit of Skylark. Oh, that's a good one. I also like black coffee. Oh, black coffee's amazing. But this is smooth, right? I mean, like if you like right, this right, genre right, right. of music. Skylark. Go with it. Have you anything to say to me? Won't you tell me where my love can be? Is there a meadow in the mist? Okay, that's enough of that. Good voice. He's a very good singer. I'm telling you, he. But he sings a really shitty song in this movie. Well, he sings multiplication. Yeah, multiplication. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was. It was good. There was a lot of like random math in this movie, like (laughs) random math. Multiply and what did he say? Oh, it's something. There was a division. Oh, yeah. He he wants to divide and multiply Multiply. those boys. Well, and the boys we're talking about, led by Bobby Darren, of course, Long Eyeball, uh, who is not any better in this film than he is in that funny feeling. The only difference is he is slightly more tolerable here because he is not the lead. I think this is his sweet spot. You bring him in. He does a song, whether you like the song or not. He can do a song, but you bring him in as like a side, a supporting character, right? Not too much. He's there. He can play the sort of younger generation. I mean, it's so funny because this is 1961. How? He looks like he's 40. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He's- um, How old was- Hold on. I want to see how old Yeah, you was. find out. I mean, he not that old. They're supposed to be like- Teenagers. Yeah. Uh, well, they're in like, well, university. 20s. He's, he's going to be a doctor, so they're in okay. med school. So I would say yeah, early 20s, right? Okay. Yeah. But they're acting like the beach party kids, the beach mm, bums. Yeah. And they're in this uh, shitty yellow Jeep, and they're kind oh, of like- he make- was married to Sandra D. Yeah, they fell in love on the making of this film, actually. Oh. Somebody, you're not the only one who did oh. some late Googling for this one. How old is he? <laughs> Oh my God, he died at the age of 37. That's It's tragic. very tragic. There's a, his whole story is very sad. I honestly, he is one I did. I 
actually really, really enjoyed listening to him middle school to high school because I'm weird because I also liked Frank Sinatra. (laughs) Weird. Um, But I did not know this stuff about him. I've never read... Carolyn, you should really listen to our biography. That Funny Feeling episode. We cover a lot really of ground should. there. Um, I'm pretty sure I did, but he? I should, yeah. Okay, so he was, but he was born in 36, and this came out in. Okay, so he's 25? Yeah. 25. Okay, fair enough. Seems 25. Seems like a melted candle at age 25. Would you say there's like a go-to biography on Bobby Darren in the same way that we have for Alexander Hamilton? No, there, uh, Ron Chernow has not gotten around to Bobby Darren yet, <laughs> nor has David okay. McCullough. Um, <laughs> I don't think they're ever getting around. To Bobby I don't think Darren. Gordon Wood has touched Bobby Darren yet, but it's only a matter of time. You can only write about uh, you know the Monroe Doctrine so many times, right? But. <laughs> You you might get the day to day goings on of a of a Bobby Darren uh, on your local bookshelf. Sooner, I feel like he's ripe for an HBO special. Well, you know he, the, he there was a biopic made about him. You know about this, right? Ooh. Wasn't it with Bobby um, Darren? Kevin Spacey? Yeah, Kevin Spacey plays Bobby Darren, like a very deep forty year old, you know, deep forties Bobby. Deep 40s I'm Kevin Spacey a- playing like a young, dewy, late teens Bobby Darren. It's ludicrous. But wasn't this also a passion project for Kevin Spacey? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went on all the late night talk shows and he sang right. on every single one of them. It was obnoxious. And apparently, I mean, hello. I the movie being very good. Yeah. But so was- these guys, uh, and there are what, four of these dudes in this yellow Jeep, and they keep, you know, they're all traveling on the same road. And so every time they pass this Rolls Royce, they're sort of like giving him the old eyeball and making fun of him a little bit because he's he's a richy rich, right? He's a he's a square man, and we're already we're already starting to see generational divides here, you know. So Rock Hudson's character, Robert Talbot, we, we later find out he was a veteran of the war. He was in the war, so right away that sets him apart from these clowns and their college <laughs> educations, right? And their Living carefree and yeah, yeah, having a nice time uh, in the in the freedom uh, won by by this man watching all of his friends die around him, and so but they're giving him the old you know like nice set of wheels or whatever the sequence of things is. I bet she's the fastest thing on the road. You know they do this a few times throughout, and it kind of gets under his skin, of course, because these are a bunch of just crazy. Mid twenty something year old teenagers didn't just get under his skin. Oh, <laughs> Catherine! <laughs> Catherine, I noticed your television's in the garbage. You want to explain that? <laughs> like, what happened? Yeah. Um, and eventually, he we. This is a recurring theme: is that like the old man still got some tricks up his sleeve, mm-hmm. right? So he drives them uh, up to a little blind hillside, and they go over it, and he stops, and they end up uh, in some river water or something like that. And he get, he feeds them those lines right back, you know. Must be the fastest thing on the road. <laughs> I feel like at We're that point he could have come up with something more creative. Like they've been taunting him. He taunted them with their own taunt. But it was reverse like, taunting. He could have done something like smarter. Also, that was a you bit are, harsh. But anyway, well, I mean, it just just would destroy that vehicle in theory. I don't know how we see this thing back on the road in like yeah, twenty five minutes. minutes later, crazy. Exactly. We go down to I get. I think this is. Do we know where this is? Is this Cinque Terre? I mean, this is like one of the cities on the coast. 
It's when you yeah, think of, when Italian, you look yeah. at jigsaw puzzles of the Italian coast, mm. this is what you see. And it's yeah. all these different colorful buildings uh, and gondolas and everything along a mountainous, a rocky coast and beautiful Mediterranean waters. As he drives through the town, he kind of slows the vehicle to, to say hi to his buddy Dino, who works in town. He's like, hey, Dino. And Dino, of course, he's a local and he's a little surprised to see Mr. Talbot. And so he goes in and he calls this hotel, La Dolce Vista, which is run by an incredible hotel uh, manager or hotelier, Maurice. And he's like, hey, by the way, the guy who actually owns your hotel and doesn't know it's a hotel and thinks it's still his house, he's here. I know it's not September. It's July. But just heads up, he is coming. He is, uh, he's got the Rolls Royce, the whole damn thing. So look out. And so we watch as our fellow Maurice, who it turns out is really just kind of like, I don't know, the head butler of this place for Mr. Talbot. Uh, the Major Domo. The Major Domo, yes. Yeah, I mean, it is in fact not a hotel. It is in fact... It's his home. A private yeah. residence. Yes. Right, right. And I will, I just want to enter here. If I owned a villa in Italy anywhere, mm, anywhere, yeah, I would be pissed if they were putting it on Airbnb mm, and yeah. I hadn't yeah. approved it. I would be like, absolutely not. Well, we should point out this was this film was shot almost entirely on location. A lot of outside mm. shots, and we're seeing Beautiful. a glorious view of the bay here from this terrace where he's. We've got multiple tables laid out. And the blooming flowers on the trees, the blossoms, and it looks gorgeous. Like, this is an incredible spot for Mr. Talbot. I actually thought that this was better looking than um, Three Coins in a Fountain, even though we did get some, like, fantastic footage of Rome. I agree. This I is more colorful. I preferred this being shot, right, and this being shot on location. Mm -hmm. I really felt like, okay, we're not combining a bunch of studio scenes. Yes. And it doesn't have that- a few sprinkled in. The flat- sepia yeah. tinged yeah, you know right. film processing it was, yeah it was very, this very scene, I was like out. they would right yeah. they legit have tans from being on location yes and we get we get a lot of the local color here but anyway Maurice is uh he's a, he's a little bit older he's 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 kind of a funny guy he's a little rotund and he's he sends his staff off to peel off all of the hotel room door numbers uh, he takes down the sign in the front. He takes down the uh, the canopy. What do we call this thing? The uh, the sign, yeah. The the the, the fabric. The what is it called? The awning. Oh. The sort of like, well, not an awning, but like you know the the sort of lining of the front door that says La Dolce Vista. He's ripping that off and chucking it in the bushes. He's running to this gorgeous terrace area and taking away all of his branded materials from the tables, all of his menus and. Uh, drink lists and things like this. And they are trying to make this look like his house again. And we're all wondering what's going on here, right? So Talbot shows up at his house and he's delighted to see it. And he thinks it looks great. And it's, it's great to see Maurice. And this is where we kind of find out that he's the, he's technically the kind of like housekeeper, major domo housekeeper and not a hotelier. So he enters his home uh, slash sometimes a hotel. He he lights a smoke and he notices the matchbook says La Dolce Vista. Like, oh, it must be new. But as he's doing his my house is a hotel smoking, uh, who should arrive but a pack of women? 
And I'll tell you what, the look on his face says, I cannot deal Girls. with this. Yeah. I, I don't know what to make of this. Girls, boobs, the whole thing, the laughter, the sexuality. I don't understand this and I want no part of this. This is the expression on his face. And he is baffled as this pack of girls wanders into his house and then just makes their way upstairs. And Are you saying that a single, probably middle-aged American man, if he <laughs> found his Italian villa full of attractive, young American women oh, on vacation, that, that he, they'd be sick to their stomach? Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, okay. that's what this movie would that's have us believe. <laughs> Guys, the first segment is done. So all, those of you in listener land, you know, we do these in 45-minute seg- segments. Maybe this is a behind-the-scenes episode all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> About whoa, we don't want to get into how the sausage is made. No, 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 no. no. Nobody needs to see that. But we're gonna switch our tracks right now and we'll be back in five minutes. Hey everybody, just wanted to break in here to remind you about the incredible products that we have available for you at our T Public store. All official old movie time machine branded merchandise, your t-shirts, your sweatshirts, your tanks, your mugs, your pillows. Your banners, go print yourself out a banner of the old movie Time Machine cover art with the UN and the Geiger counter and hang it up in your college dorm room and or crash pad. So please, banners all around for everybody. We would love to see the banner inventory moving out the door this week, preferably. So please get on that. You're supporting independent podcasting and, need I say, art. I mean, that's questionable but please t public store the link is in the show notes and if you do end up with that incredible banner that reads boardroom handies i'm gonna thank you just like i will right now just uh, here's a taste for you thank you and now back to the show and and rock's whole thing is like i gotta keep an eye on these dudes so that they're not knocking up these young women and, and Rock's very aware that they're trying to outrock Rock Hudson. Yes, yeah, exactly. He he knows exactly what the game is, and the joke is, you guys. I mean, he's he's outrocking them. And mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the night, we get this this great scene in the tent. Again, this is an actual laugh for me. I will give it some points for making me laugh. But uh, Bobby Darren's buddy here, uh, dude number three or whatever, he was like, uh, he he says something along the lines of. Um, Oh, when I got too tired with my scooter, he helped me carry it or something like that. He He carried carried it it for for me. me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He carried it for me. You know, when I couldn't push my scooter up that last hill, he carried it up for me. And then he says something like, I feel like I'm 92. And he just has such a thousand yard blank stare about him. I feel like I'm 92. I thought it was funny. Catherine? So they, after all these no. Vespa things. It's no from you. So after all these after, Vespa things, they, they go yeah. out, right? It's like they want to, the, girl, the girls want to go dancing. So they take them out dancing to this medieval dungeon of a club. Classic. We've seen this before. Zodiac Club. We saw it in Funny Face on the Seine, Banks of the Seine. Here we've got it's just some sort of. catacombs. Okay. A, yeah, in, Italian. In, in Europe, we are partying in the catacombs. There's yeah. a skull somewhere. Yes, for sure. And we're drinking our champagne. We've got champagne buckets. We've got cigarettes. We've got white dinner jackets. Life is a fucking dream, you guys. But, this is everything. But l- can we point out that Rock and Gina Lola Bridges, they look Chef's kiss, amazing. They yeah, both yeah, they, look 
They look great. Fantastic. And these kids have got to be like, oh, I want to be them when I grow up because they look mm, good. They're what you might call a handsome couple, these two, right? And they do lots of dancing. It turns out that- Glitter, gold glitter dress or platinum dress or whatever you want. It's kind of a champagne glitter dress and she looks fantastic. And he is in the white- tuxedo jacket but with a black tie i mean it's, mm-hmm. he his dancing is terrible i mean it's i was just gonna ask you as, as chief dancing officer no. for the for the program the organization how do you feel about rock's herky-jerky dancing because he's doing some kind okay. of spasmodic uh borderline elaine bennis little kicks dancing here but people are eating it up with a spoon it, it was horrific you, it was horrible. it was like he was having a sp- like a seizure. Spasm. Yes. yes. A seizure. But I exactly. will, I will give good, him though. credit is that one, he looks like he's enjoying himself. So I don't care how bad you're dancing. That's if half you the battle. are having a good time, yeah. I don't you care. You need to I'm believe it when you're dancing. You. This right. is a, yeah, especially if you're a man. But she was and following. She was doing the same business. I thought she right, was they were like, just like arms know, akimbo like and neck snapping going on. You yeah. know what? Oh, yeah. They were in it together. It is awkward, but also like Twyla Tharp could choreograph that shit and people would pay money to see it on Broadway. It's horrendous. (laughs) Well, these people are, these people love it. Italy loves it. And the teens love it. And they're not teens, you know, the the early 20 somethings, the college kids love it. And also Bobby Darren is like, look at that face. Bobby Darren is so, yeah. Well, I think he's confused. He's just like, I can't believe that this man is getting away with this type of dancing. The key to all of this, though, is, uh, we've already mentioned it, the white dinner jacket. I mean, it really brings the class home. So you can act like a real tit like he's right. doing here and still get away with it. Most of you men do not take the time to um, move your bodies. Well, th- and this is a key, of course. Again, for all of you young men out there, if you want to catch the eye of a, a certain special lady, just be free about the dancing at a wedding. You know, right. just go it to a wedding even- together. Does, does, look at the, does look at this idiot this dance. The, people are freaking out, and he's dancing terribly. But you he do believes not have it. To be right, exactly. You do not have to be Fred Astaire or Gene Kelly to attract a lady. You just have to try. Right. It's so easy. <laughs> it's so easy that he ends up dancing with every girl on the trip, and when he oh. does, he advises them to remain chaste and pure because you don't want to give up the love. But, you know, like you want to make him like earn that type of love. in this scene. He mm. gets very preachy about it, uh, especially mm. for a man who is, uh, ex- you know, ecstatic about the, just the very idea of boinking his Italian girlfriend for the month. He should have been hitting on all these women. And yet the whole time he was like, they are all my daughters and they are daughters of God. And I will advise them to be chaste. Well, I mean, you pointed it out like he is dating Gina Lone Princess. So like, what, what do you need anybody else for? Right. But so, not marrying her. Well, that's true. So I'm getting there, the goose truck. So he he dances the night away with these people, and and the guys are 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 pretty burnt out by the end of it. Also, real quick, just wanted to ask the question: Where are all these people keeping their suits on those little mopeds? Uh, never explained that that they've packed up. Uh, they're keeping them in the jeep, rolled up. Yeah. They're in the Jeep. Is the Jeep with them? They're all in Vespas. Yeah, no. Or is this later? They're, they returned they rented, back? They rented Vespas for yeah. the day. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So they go back to La Dolce Vista slash the Talbot Manor, and they decide, all right, final gambit here. If we want to spend some quality time with these these ladies, kissing on them, we've got to get this guy drunk. It's easy. 
So he's old. He's had a huge day. He carried all the mopeds for us. He danced the night away. He herky jerked himself all across that club and it was crazy. Let's just give him a couple of cocktails. He's got to be at the end of whatever energy reserves he has available to him. He's got to have whiplash from that dancing. <laughs> from the, from yeah. his herky jerky dancing. So they go into the house and they they sort of under the auspice of, of a truce, right? An apology. Sorry, we've been such assholes. Why don't we share a drink in the name of friendship? And then, you know, tomorrow we're fucking off anyway. But let's let's end this on a on a positive note. And of course, Rock can see this coming a mile away. He's like, yeah, sure. Come on, step over to my massive bar over here and take a seat. I actually really enjoyed this scene. And it made me think of the Rock Hudson older gentleman that I know that I'm married to. And it, if need be, they could drink their own children under the table, even mm-hmm. though those children would be like testosterone up being like, oh, I'm so much more manly than you. And it's <laughs> like, well, now when you're dealing with a full grown adult's about 20 years of alcoholism that I'm probably going through Rock Hudson. Yeah. But he's, he's superhuman, though, so he can take it. So they, they do a bunch of toasts together, and they're drinking what, brandy? Ugh. And they drink a lot of brandy from these snifters that have these square bases that I was... Uh, I've never nice, seen that nice before. Barware. Sherlock, mm. what do you think? Nah. Chief aesthetic officer, yes, no? Ugly. Okay. I mean, just round it out. Like, why, why do a square? It doesn't make any sense. Do you pokey. feel like it's just opposing one another then with a rounded, bulbous? Yeah. I mean, it was clearly like a design square. choice. Yeah, it's just clunky. But it just, yeah, it's, it's, I don't think it works. Good. I don't, I don't think it's a good look. I'd, I'd prefer it to be rounded. Anyway, let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, a couple toasts later, and these guys are just passed out on every stick of furniture in this bar. And he is doing just fine, or so it would seem. He goes upstairs to his room to meet up with Lisa and immediately passes out because he is also hammered, but he has won the day, you guys. Now, at this point, Tony comes to and he ends up meeting with Sandy outside and he lies to her about Robert getting them drunk. He's like, you know, he made us come in. He fed us all this alcohol and I am wasted because she's like, what's wrong with you, Tony? What's Tony? What's wrong with you? And then he what does he make a move here? And she ends up slapping him and also goes inside, runs into Lisa and Robert. And is like, did you make him drink with you? And he's like, no, absolutely not. And he's like, well, and she slaps him again. She's like, well, that's for lying about the drinking, too. So, guys, what's going to happen? I mean, Splitsville for these two. At this point, I have a note that just says, when is this over in all caps with three <laughs> question marks? Soon. Because, I mean, we are. I am talking as fast as I can about this you movie. Are. It goes so slowly. There are no hurry whatsoever. It's a leisurely pace, this film. I mean, it's, a, it's an Italian vacation for you if you need it. But... There's not a lot of dialogue or action. The women load up into the car in the morning, mm-hmm. inclu- including Gina Lola Bridges. Why? We don't know. She's well, just like, I'm over. Well, yes, we do know. Sandy why. tells Lisa that. everything that Robert said to them when they were all mm-hmm. dancing about purity and chastity and all this. Lisa is offended because that implies that she's a whore. And so well, she basically that him. like no one would want to marry her because she gave damaged goods the milk yeah, she before gave... someone bought the cow. Right. Why marry the cow when when you're already 
having sex with it, right? Or however the saying goes. Catherine, I believe that's right. I, 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 think, yeah, I, th- I think so. No, that's I, bestiality. Let's not go there. Oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, I don't have the the idioms dictionary here, but I mean, we should we should have one of those. I buy the cow when you can get the milk for free. For free, exactly. Trishma correct. Yeah, yes, I mean, in not so many words, okay. but yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the essence was there. <laughs> but Trishma said it correctly. Yes. Uh-huh. So Robert. Also, then, cows are sacred in India, so that's true. Oh, well, my apologies yeah. to you and your. I only thing. eat American beef. Cows. Or Icelandic beef. That's right. <laughs> Great eggs. Just, I don't think they're producing beef in India. I'm pretty sure, right? Right. I mean, in some places, there's certain states where it's banned, but yeah, there's that cows, they're chilling on the road, but they're chilling. They are they're good. It's like, cow- it's like the place chilling. for cows to be happy. Cows live in India. <laughs> Fuck California. Two segments, you guys. So <laughs> I'm just saying. And the movie's over. Almost. It's almost <laughs> over. We are in the home stretch for reals, you guys. So Robert boots out everybody. He's done with all this. Everybody's at, everybody out. Maurice, hit the bricks. Miss Allison, pound sand. Lisa, come back here. No, you don't. There you go. So then Tony chats with Robert about losing love and regret. And he offers an apology because Sandy's over him and he feels terrible about it. He's like, a guy my age, I should be starting to settle down. I should be starting to consider thinking about settling down if I feel like it. And I think I just let. Sandra D. walk out that door and out of my life forever. Good lidance to Honorable Glunk and Rady Chaser. So then Robert tells Maurice to get the car. And so Maurice gets out the old Rolls Royce. They get a flat tire. He questions why a $20,000 car should be able to get a flat tire. Which is ridiculous because tires are just made of rubber. They puncture. It happens. Sorry, dude. And so they need to chase down the women, though. So what do we do? We get ourselves a truck filled with poultry. And uh, I mean, we, we talked about it earlier. We referenced the chickens. I totally thought this was a chicken truck. It is, in fact, a truck filled with geese for some reason. Robert's trying to buy this this goose truck from this Italian man eating this incredible sandwich. I mean, I just I took this picture specifically. This is an entire loaf of bread, uh, halved, and then stuffed with uh, beautiful cheeses and meats. What do we think? It's probably cheese and and like gabagool. This guy loves his gabagool, uh, his football-sized gabagool sandwich. (laughs) And he's like, ah, and he speaks a bunch of Italian, which basically says like, I'm just sitting here eating this massive sandwich and I don't own this truck, sir. However, I will take your money and <laughs> You're they, buy it. they steal this truck <laughs> and he rides off on a bicycle. And that's kind of funny, too. That's three genuine laughs in this movie. I got to give it some credit. Mm. Oh, I think Rock Hudson driving the Goose Mobile is high on my list. This is laughs. where, and again, we see there, <laughs> they, they catch up with the amazing uh, touring minibus, the microbus, and we see them. Yes, and they're just cradling a bunch of geese on their laps as they drive. And Robert demands that Lisa marries him while they're driving next to each other. And she says no. And then Robert goes to jail for stealing this truck. And Maurice does uh, some Italian language shenanigans to get him taken to Rome. And here, so we're back in Rome. Lisa's decided, look, 
Robert, I'm done with, with this nonsense. I will be marrying very dry Spencer and his even drier sisters. And this is it. I'm back in my wedding cake dress and it's happening. What would be the word to describe Spencer? Like, why would she... Dry. We, we talked about that's, right? That's Because she... But dependable. Tweety. Tweety. He's tweety. He's dependable, but and, that dull. Yes. You but know what? I like dependable and dull. I don't know. Well, and she's, and, and she's hot for dependable and dull here as well, because yeah. this has been anything but dependable. You guys, I think we can all agree about yeah. that. Goose trucks? But You're like, chasing why would he take me in her a back? Goose truck. Well, he is Spencer. I mean, he's just a Tweety Englishman. And, okay. I mean, if you get this uh, Mediterranean hot hot mm. pot over here, like, mm. who could say no, right? So, and they're talking about women, saying they're de- they're deceitful and emotionally unstable, specifically Italian women. Somebody responds with, isn't that all women? <laughs> We're all <laughs> laughing. Lisa steals a baby to chase Robert down. Because she has to get to the train platform. So she swipes a baby and she starts telling them, like, it's this man's baby. He's on the train. Like, I need, uh, he's leaving me and my baby, our baby. Everybody's laughing at this point. No, this was so confusing. They're all all outraged, I thought. And so they return to the villa. (laughs) Anyway, he he does go with her. He he does stay with Lisa. They return (laughs) to the villa and Maurice has it up and running again as a hotel. Wah, wah. However, this time around, who are they hosting? Said stolen baby just disappears. Yeah, yeah. Nobody no one knows, needs it. to know where that baby is. <laughs> don't, talk, don't talk about the baby. All right? And Maurice assumed they'd be on honeymoon. So yeah, he could exactly. get up to his shenanigans. But he's not hosting a pack of horny young women, though. He's hosting a pack of horny young nuns oh. who are all seated around this table and we can see it's the same setup you guys except they're nuns they're even more chaste than miss allison and we're all laughing having a great time <laughs> the end of come september we did it you guys september it's over it's over comes. we're not going to talk about it anymore except for the few drops that we will procure from this thing Let's do the biggest boink block in Italy. Let's it really was. All yeah. he did was stop other people from doing it, and he ignored the fact that he could do it as well. Right. Wow. Italy as a nation must be so ashamed to be a part of this non horniness. <laughs> sure, they are. We're a horny people. What are you going to do? It's the heat, right? Just saying words at this point. Let's talk about if we want to keep this or whatever the fuck the end of the program is. Catherine Sherlock. Mm. 1961. Rock Hudson. Gina Lollobrigia. Come September. Do we keep watching this? Well, I pretty much lost interest almost instantaneously. (laughs) Very good. Mm, So no. It's a no for me. It's a no from you. Just not enough to sink your teeth into. I mean, Meh. nothing. Meh. It's air. Yeah. Mm. Okay. You're biting the air. Shush my Come September. Right. What, um, are we, what are we doing with this? I must say I kind of enjoyed this one more you did than tell the me that others because- <laughs> that we've watched in February. I was baffled when you told me that. Um, <laughs> but I'll still have to say no. Oh, really? Okay. I thought you were going to give thumbs up on this one. It's, you know, like last time, like Catherine said, it's a lukewarm it's inoffensive, but is inoffensive enough to pass 
This is just tap water. I mean, it's just not, yeah. It's I mean, not it's just anything, kind of people so. doing doing stuff. So I'm going to say no. Okay. Um, although I'm interested to watch the the Bollywood remix, just yeah, to that, see that how, would be interesting. Actually, I'd be curious to give those a spin fare, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Carolyn Nauros, 1961, yes. Rock Lola Gina Hudson. Come September, do we society in the early 21st century keep watching this movie? It. I agree with Shrishma. It is a lukewarm no. I did enjoy this more than Three Coins in the Fountain. I thought mm. it was better. I thought it was brighter. I thought it gave me a little bit more of real Italy than mm-hmm, Three mm-hmm. Coins in a Fountain. Mm-hmm, sure. But overall, no. I can't pass this along because it is just a ridiculous plot. <laughs> it's just and it just goes on forever. Thank thank you. You're yeah. Look, I, I, I'm going, for, we're four for four. It's a no from me. I, I agree, Carolyn. This is a better looking film than Three Coins. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we were in Rome, it would look even better. Maybe maybe Rome pops even more. Uh, we're in the countryside. That's fine. This is, a, this is nothing, though. This is zero. This is less than zero. This is an hour and 53 minutes long of, of nothingness. And... I'm sorry, but we've already spent two hours and 20 minutes with man's favorite sport and a very sexy Paul Apprentice um, mm. making fun of this man. I would much rather, if we're going to do this type of movie, I'd much rather watch that one. The Italian angle, I will stick with Roman Holiday. I will stay and also assume that we could see another movie that is better and uh, more colorful and you know really pops and shows us more of the classic Italian tourism sites that's got to exist right i'm gonna hold out hope for that maybe next year we will run into that one it's a no from me we are done with come september thank goodness well done everybody now yep we're just happy because we're done for us for each other for us yeah not not for the movie now let's talk next week it is that special time you guys we do this hey you know every two and a half months or so you know, I make the team here watch these old movies. Sometimes we need a little break, right? So next week is Shrishma Nike's choice. We can now, as a reminder to our listeners, when we do team team choices, we take away all of the the barriers, all the rules. There are no rules here, so this could be from any era, any genre, color, black and white. Uh, whatever you need it to be, tinted uh, daguerreotypes, whatever you need. You tell us. It's your choice. You're going to pick the thing that we watch next week. Shrishma, tell us all about it. My goodness. Um, no pressure, right? Yeah, no pressure at all. Right. But you will be hosting and we'll have to take copious notes. Right. Walk us through this. Um, the movie I choose, um, I don't know which year it came out, but I will by next next time when we watch it. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, it's called Lamhe. It's a movie from Bollywood. Okay. I think yes. it was released in the 80s. Mm, okay. Um, yes. There was recently a, <laughs> a Netflix documentary called The Romantics that was released. Um, and it was t- told the story about one of India's better filmmakers. Mm. Um, and this is one of his movies that I remember very vividly from my childhood. Okay. It's a personal choice for right. you. Okay. Um, 
It's in the same category for me as Sound of Music. Wow, yeah. that's hey. saying quite a lot, right? But oh my God, it's, I cannot um, wait. But also, it's I, I will not give you a description. I'll just let you guys oh like, experience Don't. it. Okay, okay. It's different. Now say, say, say it. I one am more. gonna watch this with old old David Time Machine because yes. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that he will maybe not weigh in officially. On the show, but he will be upset if I booray for Bollywood with him. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, let's keep him, in, keep him in the loop. Now, we yes. are cons and sardars in this family. Say the name again. Lamhe. Okay. And how do you spell it? L-A-M-H-E. Okay. Lamhe. All right. I'm excited. This is a mystery. It's Never seen a- it. Catherine seen it? Mm-mm. Yeah, okay. So Directed excited. by Yash Chopra. Wow. So okay. We'll learn more about. Okay. Is this going to be a crossover with Blu-ray? Um, it can be. It I mean, can, we can, can, you know, we'll figure something out. Workshop. We'll cross promote. Right. We got it. Got to. Um, yes. The only thing is you'll have to find it mm-hmm. on the interwebs mm-hmm. with subtitles. L-A-M-H-E, right? Yes. Okay. I will take a look for it. And that's next week, you guys. That drops next Wednesday. Shrishi Boo's Choice. Woo-hoo. Pretty excited about it. A little change of pace. If you're feeling like, oh my God, it's a lot of large decorated mid-century rooms. Well, this is going to be large decorated 80s rooms right. in a different part of the world. So we can look forward to that. And so concludes this episode of Old Movie Time Machine. Hey, Catherine, mm. thanks for inviting us over to the cat corner again. Appreciate well, it. Thank you for coming over. Solon, you've been a very good boy. Kept your headphones on the whole time. And yeah, you're welcome. Shrishma, yes. you've also been very good. Kept your headphones on for most of the time. I Pretty stayed good. awake most part. I can't believe you watched this movie and kind of enjoyed some of it. Some of it. So impressed. I will never forget the opening. I, <laughs> that, that plane no giving birth to the plane. Yeah. No one took the plane giving yeah, birth to the Yeah, the plane's pretty good. That was good. my second choice, but mm, I really okay. just wanted that yellow. There, we will see other beautiful planes, no doubt, no I doubt. Carolyn, thank you for transmitting your voice and image across the ocean via some kind of technical wizardry. I don't know what this is, but it's magical, and I'm glad you're a part of it. I'm glad you're haunting our podcast here. And with that, we'll wrap it up. I'm going to throw it to myself in the future. Take it away, Duder. Ah, yes, here I am in the future. Thank you, past selves. Great show, everybody. Uh, But we would love to hear what you think about it, listener. So please drop us a little line at partyline at oldmovietimemachine.com. We would love to hear from you. And also, if you have any particular movies from this era that you would like to see, uh, let us know that too, so we can maybe bump that up the queue for you. And as noted, next week we will be watching Shrishman Nike's Choice. It is called Lam Hay, and it is out there. I mean, it's not everywhere, but it's certainly available. I've seen it, uh, I think definitely YouTube, Google Play, uh, some other places such as this. So please get caught up on Lam Hay, and we will see you back here next Wednesday. But until then, please never forget that this has been Old Movie Time Machine. <laughs>